Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. so much gary coming up on 905 on this wednesday morning january 3rd 2024 i'm karen michael in for john reed and you're listening to news radio wrba and joining us this morning is john reed straight from i don't even know i did not get a text from him this morning so i don't know where he is good morning john we were very very busy you know it's 10 o'clock at night here karen so it's been a long evening alonzo and i went and had dinner at this um fancy restaurant i mean you may remember it from the glory days of the of the 90s spagos in beverly hills it's where they used to have all the after parties for the academy awards and everything well now there's a new version of it here in singapore at the very very top of that 60-story um hotel that overlooks the bay that's in all the magazines and everything and it ain't cheap, I'll tell you that, but the food was amazing, and the view was great of the bay and the ships uh, out in the water. It was just uh, really a stunning, stunning evening. So that, I will send you a text, and uh, I'm going to post some pictures because it was. I'm saving you several hundred dollars by posting these pictures. If you don't want to come to Singapore and spend a lot of money, <laughs> you'll get the same view that I did. It's so great. Are you spending all your – it seems like you've been in Singapore a long time. Well, Singapore was the jumping off spot for the trip to Kuala Lumpur and Penang. And then uh, tomorrow we head out for a distant destination. So this is our last night in, um, in Singapore. And then, you know, we're kind of all over the place. I've got three more countries to visit before this trip is over with, including the, uh, the safari that I was telling you about tomorrow with uh or yeah when i talked to you yesterday i know which i think will be pretty spectacular super excited about that i told you about when my husband and i went on the three-hour manatee tour and they said nobody ever doesn't see a manatee and of course we went on the three-hour tour and didn't see (laughs) the only people to ever not see a manatee i'm like that that's always our luck but i let me guess there was no refund. <laughs> no, 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 no. No guarantee. That's right. what they say. There's no right. guarantee, which I appreciate because that means they're not like luring them out or doing something, you know, keeping them in a cage and then putting them out so you could see and then putting them back in the cage. So, I mean, it made it a little more authentic. But are you on right. a cruise or how? Because it, it looked like you were on a boat the other day. We were on a cruise for New Year's. And I thought that would be Alonzo really likes to go on cruises because you unpack once and it's you know, the food is stable and everything's fine. I like to do the more adventurous stuff. So we're trying to do this compromise where, uh, you know, unlike my trips, I remember this summer, I went to 12 different countries 
in 14 days. And so I was moving every single day, hitting different stuff every single day, traveling overnight. Uh, I, I, I didn't camp on that trip, but I was doing everything else. Um, when, when the two of us are traveling, I've got to make sure that uh, it has a little more upscale vibe for it. So the, the cruise ship was really amazing. It, it stopped at some great ports and, um, you know, we took some really interesting uh, tours off of the cruise ship. And now, starting tomorrow, we kind of return to my normal routine of, kind of bouncing all over the place. But it is weird. Um, you know, here it is 10 o'clock at night in Singapore, and I'm answering emails from people back in Richmond because, you know, the General Assembly starts on January 10th, and people are berserk with some of the crazy, just unbelievable bills that the Democrats have already pre-filed in the General Assembly. And I promised myself I'm not going to read the newspaper and listen to WRVA and answer every email. But some of this stuff is just so outrageous that I'm, you know, with the Virginia Council group that I'm working with, we're trying to get ahead of some of the crazy stuff that's going on and push back on that Um before it take hold, uh, takes hold. It's just unbelievable, some of the stuff they're doing. We had Glenn Sturdivant on earlier, and he was talking about how one of the bills that he's a sponsor of is this. Do you remember when they passed this bill that said that we would comply with California's laws on emission standards? So essentially, as of 2025, as I understand it, everyone in Virginia is going to have to buy an electric vehicle? or something to that effect, and they're putting in a bill to stop that. And I thought, is there pushback on that by the Democrats? Because do they think that that's what their constituents want, to be forced to buy an electric vehicle if they don't against their will if they want to be able to drive in Virginia? I can't imagine that the Democrats, who always claim that they care so much about you know, the downtrodden and the people who don't have a lot of money. I mean, it's the Republicans who are supposedly always catering to the rich people, right? And the Democrats care so much about the poor people. Is there any world in which you can claim that forcing people to buy electric vehicles uh, is is going to benefit the, 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 the average person who's not making a, a, a high six-figure salary. I just can't imagine it's true. And there's been a lot, of, I've been in a lot of meetings where people have been rehashing what happened with the last election cycle. And I, I don't know, you know, George Allen, almost every week that he came on with us leading up to the election, mentioned the electric vehicle mandate and how he was getting a big response from people who didn't know about it and were furious once they heard about it. And I do think Virginia Republicans need to, you know, contemplate. It's good to hear Glenn Sturdivant doing this, talking about this loudly and aggressively now, because the Democrats have really put the average Virginia worker in a very difficult position going forward. I, I can't imagine it's a winner for them, just like them refusing to cut, you know, the gas tax when gas was you know, close to four dollars. I'm shocked that people didn't punish them for that arrogance, but. So far, the Virginia voters haven't chosen to punish them for these ridiculous and very punitive uh, legislative initiatives that they've pushed. It's terrible. Well, I had to chuckle a little bit because you heard Gary Hess mention, I don't know if you heard him mention, that today marks the two-year anniversary 
of that massive pileup on 95 when there was that ice and snow. Do you remember that? And Tim Kaine was stuck I in do. that. And I just had to chuckle a little bit to think if only we had paid higher taxes and had electric right. vehicles, there would be no snowstorm. There would be no climate emergency in the United States. If only we'd pay more into our taxes and what do they call it? Emissions tax or whatever they call it. Climate tax. Yeah, the they cap call it. and trade, cap and trade. and the Yeah. And the other thing that everybody should contemplate, it's great that you're bringing this up, is if that snowstorm happens once everybody's forced into electric vehicles, how long do you think those electric vehicles are going to run on the highway uh, if you're stuck for hours? I mean, you, you worried about running out of uh, gasoline. Those electric vehicles are not going to run, even if it's a, just the normal two, two and a half hour uh, ride from D.C. back to Richmond. Tim Kaine would have still been sitting out on the highway in his little electric vehicle. I mean, these people are really putting us in a horrible, horrible spot going forward. And the arrogance of it is is unbelievable you know i was i was around a bunch of different types of people i guess the tours are still going on here and i can't help but think man we are falling behind the rest of the world in so many different ways you know transportation and it's not because of electric vehicles because we're not keeping up with our infrastructure even though we spend billions of dollars on infrastructure i think a lot of that money goes towards uh, labor unions and kickbacks to Democrats who have pushed them through. And just listening to the kids, you know, at these tourist attractions here in Singapore, uh, they speak multiple languages. Presumably, they're not studying hip hop culture uh, with their, you know, senior essays in high school. I mean, America better watch out because the rest of the world's competing with us. And I think we're on the verge of really getting stomped if we don't get our act together. Well, you have to worry when you see these things happening on college campuses where allegedly it's the brightest of the bright, the most intelligent people going to some of these institutions. And you saw Claudine Gay finally resigned from Harvard. And (laughs) in her resignation, she had to bring up that... She said that, you know, she she was distressed that people had that there was doubt cast on her commitment to confronting hate and upholding scholarly rigor. And she said that their personal attacks and threats were fueled by racial animus. I thought, you know, they're really fueled by the fact that you did indeed plagiarize. I mean, you had you admitted you changed your documents and you you said what you said in testimony. It is what it is. You did apologize for that. But. Your reaction was to say that genocide did not violate, the calls for genocide did not violate your Harvard standards. I mean, it, that, it, yeah. that did happen. Right. She's, she's a fool, and she's doing what this group of, of leaders, especially minority leaders, have been trained to do, which is whenever you're confronted with your own failures, you scream out racism. And generally, that has worked in modern America, and I'm so happy to see that in this case, for once, it hasn't. But, you know, don't don't be fooled. The only reason that this woman was forced to resign is that a lot of rich people decided they were going to hold her accountable. Um, so it, did, it really wasn't the principle of it. It wasn't the principle of the plagiarism. Uh, you know, when I was at St. Christopher's, if you didn't change every third word or recharacterize something that you were quoting and put it with a, you know, a footnote, if you didn't, if you didn't change every third word, you could be kicked out of St. Christopher's. 
I mean, that was ninth to 12th grade in Richmond, Virginia. So if you think I'm going to have a lot of sympathy for some woman who is supposedly the premier educator in the entire world at Harvard University because she can't get her act together, forget it. I'm, I'm thrilled to see her go under. But it wasn't the principal. It was that the donors were getting embarrassed and they pulled their money, which kind of is the way of the world. But it's also pretty embarrassing that Harvard didn't uphold any of its principles. And the backlash now is going to be bad because it will be all of these uh, people who parrot racism, racism, racism. They'll, you know, they're going to they're going to try to pretend that this was all about race when it had nothing to do with race. Well, in her biography, it brags about the fact that she was the dean of the arts and sciences, and she successfully led them through the COVID pandemic, consistently and effectively prioritizing the dual goals of safeguarding the community health and sustaining academic continuity and progress. Didn't they not go back to campus for a whole year? I remember there was some um, outrage about that, even amongst that kind of snotty leftist elite group. I, you know, I know I sound horrible, Karen, but I am taking a lot of joy in watching Harvard get knocked down a peg or two. Um, you know, maybe it's because my father went to UVA and my mother went to William and Mary. And I have always felt like the elitist leftist Yankee Ivy League attitude was pretty obnoxious. And anything that that kind of takes the shine off of their smug faces, I'm kind of happy to see. I know that's kind of unchristian for me to say at the beginning of the new year, but it is how I feel, to be honest with you. Well, there are organizations that say they're not going to hire anyone from Harvard. And I, you know, I I don't think you should blame the whole student body. You don't know. I mean, people are individuals. They make their own decisions. But it is disappointing to see an organization that did have such high standards feels like that and and MIT and UPenn, you know, all of them. It's just so difficult to watch. And I think that's a little symbol of what you're talking about. It's that when you're what you're seeing is high academics, high thriving, high expectations, rigor, discipline where you are. And in the United States, it does just feel like that's deteriorating in a way that's rapidly deteriorating. That maybe needs a with a with a real attitude. I mean, even even with this decline occurring, they still have an unbelievable attitude, which is one of the things that irks me so much, an arrogance and, and an attitude. Um, you know, I just don't think these schools are academic institutions anymore. I think that they are leftist indoctrination institutions. And I, I you know, if anybody wants to question me on that, then I would encourage them to go see how many conservatives open conservatives and people who worked in Republican administrations are on the faculties there. The truth is they've all been purged. Anybody who doesn't toe the leftist line has been shown the door by and large, and they're not bringing in new people. So, you know, if, if you think I'm being uh, over the top by saying they're indoctrination centers, I really would challenge people to, you know, sort of have diversity. Let's, examine the diversity of thought on these campuses. And the truth is, there isn't any. Well, Dan is yelling at me to uh, wrap up. You know you, you know that voice. Of yeah, Dan. I do, I do. So uh, anyway, John, I hope you have a wonderful rest of your trip, and I look forward to more updates from you. Thank you so much for coming on today.
Thank you, Karen. I really appreciate you filling in, and I look forward to seeing you in person Thank when you. I get back to Richmond in a couple of weeks. Look Thank forward you. to it. Coming up on 920 here on News Radio WRVA. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.